Welcome, folks, to an instant reaction to the Chargers' victory over the Minnesota Vikings, 28-24. What a win. This team needed a win in the worst way possible. We're playing playoff football in September, which you never want to do. You don't want to start off 0-2. You don't want to be in a position when you're on the road, starting running back out of the game. Defense in shambles. Defensive players injured. You never want to be in that hole. And you never want to be 0-3 trying to fight back in a loaded AFC. In a loaded division filled with a lot of quarterbacks that can make plays. So the Chargers needed a win, and they got a win. The offense stepped up and made plays. I This morning, I challenged the offense. They needed to make plays. They needed to carry the team because at this point, we know what the defense is going to be. The defense is going to be below average 90% of the time and 10% of the time. They'll make plays and rise somewhat to the occasion. That's good enough. The defense needs to be good enough. They don't need to be great. They don't need to be the 85 Bears. They don't need to be a historically great defense to make an impact. We just need them to be solid. The offense can score points. They got Justin Herbert. They got all the playmakers that rose up today. Keenan Allen rose up in a big, big, big way. 215 yards, 18 catches. He shredded. He threw a touchdown pass The Mike Williams. He made plays. Keenan Allen, that's why he gets the big bucks. He's the superstar receiver. He rose and showed today. What makes him a special player? And Justin Herbert and him have a great connection that cannot be diminished, that can't be forgotten in all this. Justin Herbert and him go back and make plays week after week after week, and it has to be commented on. I mean, Justin Herbert was spectacular. 405 yards, three touchdowns, made plays, Created plays. He was the playmaker. Everyone expects him to be. It's who the Chargers expect him to be. That's why we paid him that much money. That's why we gave him that giant contract. That's why we made him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. To make plays today when your defense is compromised in a major, major way. In many, many ways. Ranging from coaching to locker room issues, whether it's a bad contract, player not getting the scheme. Sometimes your quarterback needs to rise above. Sometimes your offense needs to rise above. And today, Keenan Allen rose above. Justin Herbert rose above above the noise, the negative two-game losing streak. All that momentum came today. And the two stars, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, had big games. Mike Williams, seven catches, 121 yards, one touchdown. 
Joshua Palmer made plays. Gerald Everett, he had a couple wiggle moves to get first downs. He's effective when, you know, when he's on. When he's not on, it's, you know, not pretty. The run game wasn't spectacular. That was the most disappointing aspect of the offense. And I get it. We're not going to expect 248 yards every week. But the guys and the, the backup guys, Austin Eckler, he's injured. We know that. You got to step up. Joshua Kelly, you got to step up. He had a couple of decent runs, but you look at the box score at the end of the day, 11 carries, 12 yards. Can't have that. He had a long of four. It's not good. He's either 50 yards or a cloud of dust. I've said it over and over again. Isaiah Spiller got two carries. He, I We need to see more action from him. I don't know how to judge Isaiah Spiller yet because he's never on the field. And then Elijah Dodson, hear all the preseason noise about him. Played in the first two games, but you haven't seen him in this game. Very interesting coaching move by Kellen Moore in that regard because I think at the end of the day, you got to make sure the running game is up to speed and not solely built on Austin Eckler, who's not going to be with the team next year. Unless he agrees to take a major pay cut, which I don't believe he is, even though he waxes and weans from, I'm good of being my role, I'm good of being this, or will he make a, you know, a bitching about how much money he's going to make instead of swallowing his pride in being a team player, which is what everyone else is doing. And especially with the way the running back market is set up. The defense is what it is. It created turnovers today, made big plays in key moments, played inspired. And that's what we wanted today from this defense. For, for, for the rest of the season, this defense doesn't need to be the 85 Bears. They just need to do the small fundamental aspects of the game. They, they need to solve that. That's the key. You have an explosive offense. Just make enough stops. Don't be giving up touchdowns. We knew what the Vikings were going to come in here and do today, which was they were going to run the football when they could, and they were going to throw it to Justin Jefferson. They were going to take their shots deep. They were going to go for short passes, get it to the speed guys. They have a lot of speed out there in the Vikings. They got that Addison guy from USC who's really, really good. And then you got Justin Jefferson, of course, the best receiver in football. And then you got a decent quarterback in Kirk Cousins. He's not bad depending on when you catch him. At 1 o'clock on a Sunday, it's pretty dangerous. He still put up a, a decent stat line, 367 yards, 32 for 50. Three touchdowns did throw the one bad pick where Kenneth Murray got his hands on the football, made a play. But we knew Justin Jefferson was going to have a big game, and he did. Seven catches, 149 yards, one touchdown. Easy money. Easy money. But the defense can't wither down and be afraid. And they weren't afraid of the day. They were going to make mistakes. They were going to be... Mental errors, that happens throughout the course of a football game. But in key moments, you have to rise above it. And that's what the good teams, that's what the great teams do. They close out a game when it's not going to be pretty. When you're going to face adversity. When it's not going to be smooth sailing. And today we got a smooth sailing with a few bumps in the road. But Justin Herbert and the offense 
kept it on track and the defense did its part. So they should be respected for that because coming up here, Raiders next week, it's going to be a tough game. You got Devontae Adams. He's a really, really, really good receiver. We know what he can do. We've seen him against this, this defense before time and time again and twice in the two times he's played against us. He looked really good. Then bye week, and then after that, you got the Cowboys coming to town. Chiefs, Bears, Jets, they all got receivers that can make plays. So the defense needs to continue to make strides. And a win today helps keep the confidence in the room stable. And then also Thule, man, he is a superstar pass rusher in the making. He is being he is the most important pass rusher on this team right now. He is making a more greater impact than Joey Boza. He's making plays, he's disrupting, he is bringing pressure. He is destroying offensive linemen the first 3 weeks. He did it against the Dolphins, did it against the Vikings today. He is making remarkable plays. Did against the Titans. He had a couple sacks last week. This is a great start by Thule. He is making a name for himself, especially when Khalil Mack is getting up there in age and he's not able to live up to standards, expectations. And then you have, of course, Joey Boza still on a pitch count. He did pretty good today. He had a, he had a sack. He got, he got pressure a few times and he brought it in. But Thule... As a wrecking ball, he's a pit bull. He's a guy that will have to rely on on defense to cause havoc and create turnovers. That's how you create turnovers. Turnovers are not always handed to you. Sometimes you'll get that, but when you're facing decent quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, Dak, you know Patrick Mahomes, Bears, you know Jets, you gotta have. A defense that can create turnovers and capitalize on other teams making mistakes. And real quick here, I'm not going to let Brandon Staley off the hook. Go, I saw what he did there on that stupid fourth down attempt on your own 30 with less than two minutes left in the game. He does that stupid maneuver of throwing the game right in danger. It reminded me of the Browns game, if we all remember that fiasco when we had the game locked up, one for and fourth down, gave the Browns a chance to win the game, and you would think he would have learned his lesson. And listen, I'm all for him being aggressive, but you got to be smart when you're aggressive, and he's not smart all the time, and this was, he got lucky. He got lucky in this, in this game today against the Vikings, and he got lucky last year against the Browns. It bit him in the ass, but he didn't. Like, it's just stupid, and he hasn't learned of trying to manipulate the game, which he's manipulated the Chargers out of win. So he needs to stop it because your quarterback today was remarkable. 40 of 47, 405 yards, per perfect, picture perfect. And also Mike Williams, the injury, big deal. It's a big deal. Hopefully he's not out for too long. We'll see what how the... Uh, the reports, uh, how they look. You know, I'm assuming he'll get looked at. We'll see what's being said about his status. And J.C. Jackson was inactive today, a healthy scratch. At this point, I'm not going to elaborate too much because we have a short time here. But on the 
Next week, I have a lot to say about J.C. Jackson. It says a lot when the team has to sit you down. I don't know if something happened in the hotel last night or during this week of practice, but he was, I think he was benched. And the defense secondary played inspired about him. I don't know what it is. $83 million for a guy that you thought was going to be a playmaker, make plays, make a difference in the secondary, shut down one side of the field, and it hasn't panned out the way the Chargers and the way we intended on this working out. And I believe if the Chargers are smart, we find a way to maneuver out of this contract because the game plan can't be we have this $83 million fully guaranteed cornerback that we're going to bench every other week or based on the opponent. You can't have that. You can't have that in the locker room. You can't have that on the team. That is pathetic. This contract was a mistake, and it's showing out to be a mistake because the secondary played more inspired without his presence. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's team chemistry issues. I don't know if J.C. Jackson, everyone's sort of side-eyed at him. The way when he came in last fall, he had the surgery after completing training camp. He had the routine procedure right before the season where he missed the first game and then against the Raiders. And then that week two game, Thursday night football at Chiefs, he he comes back, makes his season debut, and he gets burned by the Chiefs' four-string receiver or tight end for a deep touchdown. And then he got cooked against the Texans, got cooked against the Seahawks, got cooked against the Jaguars. He got cooked, 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 and cooked, and cooked again. And he's gotten cooked in all three games, or all the two games this season. Week one, Tyree Kill had a field day with him, Jalen Waddle, the whole gang from the Dolphins. And, and then the Titans last week. I still can't forgive it. I still can't forgive that mess of Brandon Staley's defense and that $83 million overpriced cornerback that I guess is enough of a problem to where you don't even put him in uniform, which says a lot about J.C. Jackson. So it's going to be hard to trade him because no team's going to touch him with a 12-foot pole. No one wants to take on that contract for no reason. So great run for the Chargers. The team is what it is. I'll see you guys next time.